Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening and we're back What's up, guys? This is SGR number 23. Today we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals making our way through the NFC West. Uh, did the Seahawks and the Rams uh, this week. So uh, finishing third in the NFC West at 8-8 eight and eight last year was the Cardinals. Um, this is a team that had a very active offseason, made a lot of uh, splash moves, including obviously signing future Hall of Famer J.J. Watt that we'll get into in the free agency breakdown, but a team that's trying to take a step forward, third-year quarterback Kyler Murray. Anytime you have a quarterback that's looked as good as he has in his first two years and uh, with still obviously upside and potential to, to grow even further into that uh, superstar mold, you know, it's a team that's, uh, you know, got a lot to talk about this season. So 8-8 eight and eight last year, no playoffs, uh, number eight seed in the AFC or number eight finish, rather. Um, the offense was good, 13th in points per game, 25.5, uh, sixth in yards per game, 384. A lot of fantasy value on this team last year. The running backs were pretty good. Uh, Kyler, D-Hop, two of the better players at their respective positions. Uh, defensively, they were actually better than I um, remembered them being going into my research here there were they were a top 12 unit 12th in points per game uh, only given up 22.9 which is actually pretty freaking good in today's NFL and the defense uh, was 13th in yards per game only allowing 352 on the turf turnover margin uh, zero uh, they had a zero balance at the end of the year uh, tied for 17th in the NFL so nothing too crazy there uh, you would hope that that increases uh, this year, given some of the acquisitions they made um, on offense and uh, signing J.J. Watt to increase that pass rush. Hopefully they can get some more sacks, uh, some more pressure on the QB, some more turnovers. Coaching staff is returning. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury, he's also the offensive play caller, so they don't really have an OC. Uh, they've got an uh, assistant head coach that's, um, you know, on the offensive side of the staff, uh, but Cliff is calling the plays. And their defensive coordinator's been with the team since Cliff got there, um, Vance Joseph. Uh, he's former um, head coach of the Broncos and then former DC of the Dolphins. So everybody's coming back continuity on the coaching staff, nothing major to talk about. So we're going to keep chugging along here. We're going to talk about the personnel changes, major losses in free agency. Um, 
cornerback Patrick Peterson, longtime staple of that defense. He went to Minnesota. Running back Kenyon Drake signed with the Oakland Raiders. We talked about him on the Raiders breakdown a little bit. Kind of an underwhelming year last year was splitting reps with running back Chase Edmonds, who's still here in Arizona. <clears throat> uh, future first ballot Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald remains unsigned at this point in the offseason. I'm recording this on August 20th. Um it's yet to be determined. He has not officially announced his retirement, but he is not on this Cardinals roster at the moment. So I'm going to include him as a mention here. Unbelievable career. Like I said, first ballot Hall of Famer. During his prime, one of the best receivers I've ever watched play the game, hands down. That Super Bowl run with Kurt Warner, uh, where they came up short against the Steelers, one of the more dominant performances in a playoff run by a receiver we'll ever see. Uh, outside linebacker Hassan Reddick, uh, after finishing his rookie deal, he went to the Carolina Panthers. Tight end Dan Arnold followed him over to Carolina. Um, he's expected to be the starter for Carolina this year at the tight end position. Carolina's a team we haven't done their episode yet. They'll actually be the last episode we do in the NFC West, um, SGR 32. Uh, but um, he's a guy that has been, uh, he's really big, physical, um, he's shown flashes in the past, but, um, not a superstar. Anyways, uh, kicker Zane Gonzalez went to Detroit, um, defensive end Angelo Blackson and outside linebacker Devondre Campbell also left as depth pieces from that defense. So that's where we're at as far as the, uh, main losses for this team. The guys that they brought in to build the roster. I mentioned defensive end JJ Watt, first ballot Hall of Famer in a few years, um, going into the the twilight of his career a bit. But he showed um, he showed recently that he's still got a lot left in the tank in Houston. Obviously, needed to get out of Houston because um, that place is a dumpster fire right now. But uh, he, it was interesting to me, you know, looking at JJ Watt's decision in free agency, I was confused by this Cardinals team to me, this Cardinals team, like I said, they, they seem like they made a lot of moves to try to improve, excuse me, but I don't really love all the moves, um, as far as like how they're going to come together. Some of the guys that they signed on offense, I'm not crazy about, and you know, JJ's great, but He's not dominant at this point in his career. He's a very good player. He's definitely an above-average defensive end still. He's just not going to be that defensive player of the year uh, dominant force that we saw in his first five years of his career, winning multiple defensive player of the years. Um, but he's a great leader. He, uh, from a leadership standpoint, I can't even begin to talk about what he's going to do for that team. I definitely believe in that. Uh, and um, they do have Chandler Jones still on the roster opposite pass rusher on the other side. Uh, so if those two can form uh, a pretty substantial pass rush duo, it could do a lot for this defense. Um, but th this roster still to me is uh, not the best. Um, they have talent, but I don't know what, it, you know, we'll get into it. Um, but JJ Watts on this team and that's a massive move for this organization for sure. They also signed wide receiver A.J. Green, and this is what I was talking about, about how you know I really didn't like <clears throat> some of their offensive signings. Uh, they gave A.J. Green um, one-year 10 mil. 
I think. And A.J. Green is done, guys. A.J. Green's been done for two years in Cincinnati. Why? Why are you signing this guy? Like, get a younger receiver. Um, get a more athletic guy. Marvin Jones would have been such a better pickup. He ended up going to Jacksonville. And um, I'm not sure what his contract is, but I don't think he's making 10 mil this year. And it's just AJ's done, guys. AJ's so done. I've been out on him for two years. Great career, but this is a stupid signing, in my opinion. He's penciled in as the number two receiver right now, opposite DeAndre Hopkins. But you're not getting prime AJ Green. You're not getting AJ Green from his first seven seasons. You're getting a washed up receiver here and you're wasting $10 million. So I hated that signing. I think it's one of the worst of the off season. Uh, they also signed backup QB Colt McCoy, uh, kicker Matt Prater. So um, Detroit and Arizona just swapped kickers this off season. Uh, cornerback Malcolm Butler, uh, former Super Bowl hero, uh, really kind of more of a number two corner than a number one but I think he's probably going to be the number one for this team. Uh, running back James Conner came over after Pittsburgh decided they were sick of his fucking uh, Mr. Glass bones. You know, he just can't stay healthy. Had that one really good season in Pittsburgh, but Conner's not a guy that I expect to be in the league much longer. He just can't stay healthy. He's shown it time in and time out. And I don't love labeling players as injury prone because everybody in the NFL gets hurt. But when a guy's got this kind of track record with injuries at, especially at a, the most physical position in the league, taking the most punishment at running back, uh, you just can't trust it. So I don't like that either. Uh, strong safety, Sean Williams, offensive guard, Brian Winters, uh, defensive end, Marcus Hunt, defensive tackle, Jack Crawford. Uh, they all were added as depth pieces and, um, this team also traded for Rodney Hudson, the Raiders starting center, who's been a really good center in his career. So that's a big upgrade on the O-line. I do like that move. Raiders, uh, I talked about it on their episode, but they were just basically hauling off pieces of their O-line this offseason. So Arizona got an upgrade at center. And that's really it for the main, you know, acquisitions. So I like JJ. I like Rodney Hudson. Um, I guess they needed a corner, so I like Malcolm Butler. Outside of that, not much here. I don't like AJ or James Conner for this offense. Um, I thought a better fit for JJ Watt would have been Buffalo, maybe Green Bay, uh, maybe Cleveland. Those are come some of the teams I expected. This Cardinals team, I did not really understand from JJ's perspective why, you know, after playing in Houston for so long, he would want to go to another middling organization. Didn't really make sense to me. Um, this team made a couple re-signings, nobody major, so I'm going to run through them real quick. Safety Chris Banjo, cornerback Robert Alford, defensive tackle Josh Morrow. They had another three or four guys that they re-signed, but they're all for like one year less than a million dollar deals, so I'm not even going to mention the names. Um, in the draft, three guys that I will mention here, uh, round one linebacker Zaven Collins, I had a bet in the draft that this team's first pick would be a defensive player, so I hit that. I actually thought they would go corner. I expected um, this to be Caleb Farley, the corner out of Virginia Tech that the uh, Titans drafted. That's a good pick for Tennessee, too, but I thought a corner would have made a lot of sense considering um, that right now their starters are Malcolm Butler and uh, third-year corner Byron Murphy out of Washington, who uh, is still young and unproven. 
Um, he was a second round pick. So, you know, high expectations and potential to develop still. But like I said, just unproven, still young, still a little raw athletically, I think. So, or technique wise, really. So uh, they added a linebacker, Zavin Collins. I thought they could have uh, taken a corner, but still, you know, trying to get a playmaker on that defense. I think this is kind of replacing what they hoped Hassan Reddick would be for this defense when they drafted him four years ago. Around two wide receiver Rondell Moore that I am interested in from a long-term perspective, but not so much this year for fantasy. He's like 5'9", 185 pounds, but he's got like a 42-inch vertical, so really fucking athletic. Just this little quick twitch, shifty, really jacked slot receiver. Just solid muscle. Um, Almost looks more like a running back physically, but he... Uh, has good hands, runs really crisp routes. So he's a guy that could be interesting, kind of a prototypical uh, slot receiver in the NFL, I would say. Um, But there's so many receivers on this team right now competing for targets. And DeAndre Hopkins is pretty much guaranteed to take about 25% of those targets every season. So I'm not in love with him this year from a fantasy perspective. Uh, we'll talk about the receivers more, but I do think he's an exciting player to watch long-term, maybe snag him in a dynasty league. <clears throat> round four, cornerback Marco Wilson to round out the draft recap. They had some sixth and seventh round picks. I'm not going to talk about them. Strength of schedule is the tied for 13th, and this is where we will begin to talk about you know the outlook for this season as I pull up the schedule. It is a pretty tough schedule. They have some winnable games. Jacksonville, Houston, Carolina, Chicago, Detroit, the Cowboys. But they also play in a tough division where they have to play the Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers for six games. That's brutal. You know, this Cardinals team finished third in the division last year. If I had to bet on it, I'd probably take them to finish fourth this year. It's just, it's not really um, anything against this Arizona team. I just think that this is a team that's going to be worth more fantasy value than wins in the NFL. I think the offense is always going to produce. They play at a really high pace. Um, But playing at that pace can also expose your defense at times. Um, it was a problem that, that Seattle had last year when they tried to let Russ cook for the first half of the season. And, um, you know, when you play at that aggressive, uh, pass heavy, um, high paced offensive tempo and you go three and out, or you have a couple unsuccessful drives, you can really, uh, you know, expose your defense. And you don't, it, it was a, a lot of stuff that happened with Chip Kelly when he was the head coach of the Eagles, where, you know, the offense, that's great. But if it isn't working, then your defense is going to be on the field a lot. Seattle's defense wasn't any good last year. Um, this Cardinals defense has pieces. But like I said, kind of some questions at corner this year. Um, linebacking core is super young with Xavier Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Simmons was a top 10 pick at middle linebacker last year, but underwhelming rookie season. Uh, they do have Jordan Hicks still on this depth chart, but he's not even penciled in as the starter. They have Collins and Simmons over him. Hicks is an underrated linebacker. 
I'd love to have him back in Philly. Um, the defensive line is solid, you know, with J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Jordan Phillips. But some question marks at strong safety and the corner position, not super deep at corner. So um, I know I'm rambling a lot about the defense, but it's just there's – I don't trust this team completely. The offensive line is not great either by any means. I don't trust them to have a consistent running game. Chase Edmonds and James Conner, both big question marks. Um, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, it's just kind of a, a mess at receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore are two young guys that are talented, but I don't like A.J. Green. They don't really have a tight end. So um, this is why it's called the Ramble, guys. Uh, I'm working my way through this. But the schedule's tough. And I don't love the team. I don't love the coaching staff. The win total is over eight and a half. And I'm leaning under. Over is minus 120. Under is minus 110. And yeah, I just went through the whole roster. I talked about how they have a tough schedule. I think this team needs Kyler to play like an MVP if they're going to be taken seriously as a contender. And Kyler's really good. I don't know if he's a league MVP. You got to keep in mind, you know, Russell Wilson is probably the quarterback that Kyler gets compared most to for on place, you know, on field playing style. Russ hasn't won an MVP and Russ has won fucking 10, 11, 12 games every year of his career. So Kyler, Kyler just hasn't shown the consistency and the ability to win over the long haul yet in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know how long he's going to be the head coach in Arizona. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to is run by some guys that are Cardinals fans, and they constantly talk about how this team is probably being held back by Kingsbury, some of the coaching decisions that he makes and some of the offensive schemes that I just mentioned and the tempo. So I'm not in love with it right now. This team is clearly trying to get on the right track. They're clearly in way better shape than they were you know, three years ago when they had Steve Wilkes and they were one and 15 and they had Josh Rosen turning the ball over every play. But um, I'm still not ready to buy in, mainly because of the difficult division. Divisional odds are plus 500. Conference odds are plus 1650. Super Bowl odds are plus 3750. And I'm definitely not going to have any of this stuff. Um, the division, you know, if they're going to get in the playoffs, it's probably a wild card spot. I think 49, I think I, like I said, I think this, this team comes in last in the division. So I guess I don't really have to make that case anymore, but, um, yeah, conference plus 1650 Super Bowl plus 3750. I guess if you think this team makes the playoffs, just go ahead and take the 3750. Cause that gives you the most room to hedge on your way to them, you know, being eliminated in the playoffs. Uh, if this team is in, then you got almost 40 to one ticket to play with. But obviously, I don't like any of this stuff. Uh, playoffs, yes, plus 160, no, minus 200. Obviously, that shows you how Vegas is feeling. They don't expect the playoffs for this team, and neither do I. So let's talk about fantasy. Um, this is a team that represents a lot of fantasy value. Kyler Murray going uh, probably late fourth early to mid fifth round in most drafts uh likely top three fantasy qb and he's going behind guys like mahomes and lamar and josh allen 
Um, so I, I do like that. I think it does represent a value. I don't usually take a quarterback in the fifth round of a fantasy draft. But if you are a guy that wants to really secure a locked-in weekly advantage at the QB position, Kyler was the number one fantasy QB for, I think, like 15 weeks of the season last year. Josh Allen narrowly you know, beat him out. Kyler was dealing with a bit of a lower body injury towards the end of the season, which I think held this team back a little bit. They actually, I forgot to mention, started the season five and two last year and then finished three and six. So um, kind of a second half fall off for sure this year, last year. And it was around the time when Kyler got hurt. Um, so I think Kyler is a guy that is going to be super helpful to your fantasy teams. If you're comfortable with drafting a QB that early, um, obviously try and get him in the fifth, not the fourth, but it's a guy that's going to have major upside for your teams. Running back position, James Connor and Chase Edmonds are the two guys. Nobody really knows what's going to happen here. If you do slide into my DMs, let me know. Uh, Cause this is right now a running back situation that I'm trying to avoid. Uh, Chase Edmonds is going late sixth, maybe early seventh round. There's just a lot of guys that I like in the drafts that you can get in that range that I'd rather have a couple running backs off the top of my head. Mike Davis, Damian Harris should both still be available in that range. Um, it's tough because once you get to that sixth round, really the running backs are, you know, few and far between. So a lot of people are trying to take the shot on this. Um, Edmonds had some some moments of, uh, you know, splash plays and potential over the last year or two, backing up Kenyon Drake. He will be more involved in the passing game for this offense. James Conner's not a receiving back. Uh, so Edmonds, I think, has much higher potential. And especially if Conner gets injured, which he will at some point, then Edmonds should have a, a pretty healthy workload. So definitely the higher upside pick. I just don't know if I'm in love with spending a sixth or a seventh there. Um, there's also a ton of receivers in that range that I would much rather take a shot on. I like to typically go running back early and then take the receivers in the mid rounds. You can get guys like Robbie Anderson, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, um, you know, like a Brandon Ayuk or a Debo Samuel. There's so many guys here that I'd rather have. <clears throat> Excuse me. James Connors going around the ninth round or so in your fantasy drafts. And I just am never, I'm never drafting James Connor again. James Connor would have to stay healthy for two straight seasons <clears throat> and probably have like eight plus touchdowns in each season for me to even care about James Connor again. So I'm out. Uh, receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is a second round pick. He's locked in top five fantasy receiver. Don't overthink it. He's going to get 25% of the targets. This is one of the heaviest volume passing offenses in the NFL. He's a locked in wide receiver one. Not much to talk about. He's uh, for sure, I would say top four receiver drafted. Uh, some people vary as far as the order of Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. That's probably the order that I would go in right there is Adams, Hill, uh, Diggs, Hopkins. <clears throat> um, just because I think uh, Diggs has shown that he's just going to dominate targets in that Bills team uh, or in that Bills offense. And while this it's a similar situation for D-Hop, 
Um, I guess I'm just higher on Buffalo as a team and the chemistry between Josh Allen and uh, Diggs. So <clears throat> that's enough about that. Draft D-Hop in the second round, wherever you want. Uh, A.J. Green, I'm not touching. I told you guys I think he's done. A.J. Green and James Conner both should be hanging out on the bench with each other a lot this season. He's not being drafted until the 17th round in deep leagues. Good. Don't touch him. I actually like Christian Kirk better to outperform A.J. Green this year. He's going around the 17th round also, so undrafted in most conventional leagues. I think he is worth a flyer. He's a guy that I've targeted uh, for some of his uh, player props in past uh, – well, this past season specifically, I took him a couple times um, when the Cardinals would have – you know, like a, they'd be playing a team like maybe the Rams where – uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get Jalen Ramsey locked on him the entire game, but maybe that team didn't have a dominant number two corner. So Christian Kirk would have opportunity to, you know, go and, and uh, get more targets that game. So that's a matchup that I like to watch from a, a prop betting gambling standpoint. He is a weekly streamer that's available. Typically a guy that you might want to grab off your waiver wire from week to week if he's not owned, because he will have value. He's still young. He was good in college. I like his upside a lot better than A.J. Green as the number two receiver in this offense. Uh, wide receiver Rondale Moore is the last receiver I want to talk about. I mentioned him in the draft recap, so I don't have to spend too much time. From a fantasy standpoint, not being drafted this year, I won't be drafting him. There's just too many cooks in the kitchen. I said that I don't like A.J. Green, but he is the starting number two receiver for this team, so Arizona's going to give him every opportunity to get injured this year until he loses his job or if he just flat out sucks. Like if he's just getting outplayed, if he's not getting separation, which also a very, very possible situation because he wasn't getting separation last year in Cincinnati, even when he was healthy. So Rondell Moore is a guy to think about, especially for dynasty leagues, tight end, no value here. They, they probably use their tight ends like the least out of any team in the NFL, even though they're one of the heaviest passing volume teams which is super confusing to me their starting tight end right now is max williams who's a journeyman he's floated around the league for a few years he's more of a blocking tight end so he has no fantasy relevance whatsoever that's it guys that's the cardinals uh we zipped through that one pretty good we're getting pretty efficient with these so i'm gonna wrap this up you guys hear me talk enough you don't need to hear me uh ramble anymore um, so I'm going to finish this and I'm going to do the 49ers episode and then we are going to go ahead and move on to our final two divisions, the AFC and NFC South. So thanks again for listening guys and ramble on.